Whether it's to celebrate good fortune, commiserate over some bad news, or just a way to ease yourself into a social setting, alcohol is a pretty common denominator in most people's daily lives. But with studies showing that Aussie wine-loving women are quickly catching up with the beer-loving blokes when it comes to overindulging in booze, and with pretty dangerous results, it's a habit many of us should probably try and break. So how do you reset your drinking watch when one o'clock rolls around? That's this week as we discuss how to be sober while everyone else around you is having a drink. How to be. How to be. How to be. Welcome to How to Be. It's the podcast series where we answer the questions that curious women ask. I'm your host, Tiffany Dunk, and today I'm joined by Jai July Ambassador and Media Personality, Maz Compton. Hi, Hi Maz. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. Good. Also with us today is Rachel Smith. After quitting alcohol 18 years ago when she realised it had become a little bit of a problem, she now works in rehabilitation centres helping other people in need. Hi, Rachel. Hello. <laughs> now, Maz, I'll start with you. You've been an ambassador for Dry July, which encourages people to give up drinking for a month to improve their health, to raise money for charity yeah. for three years now. Yeah, actually, do you know what? It's eight. Eight? It's, I've done it for eight years. Wow. I've probably only been like on the books for three years, but I've actually done it for eight years in a row. Okay. Yeah. So what first led you to, to decide to sign on? It was the perfect excuse to tell everyone that I didn't want to have a drink for four weeks. That is honestly where <laughs> I was at. I was like, you know what? I, I want to stop drinking for a little while because everything's a bit crazy. This is the best excuse. And I found myself going, oh, but I've got that friend's birthday this weekend, so I can't quit drinking this weekend, you know? And yeah. so it was actually like a great reason to go, guys, I'm not going to drink for a month and I'll do something good with that time, you know? Yeah. Like the, the, the charity behind it, what you're raising money for is to actually make people going, living with cancer, have a more comfortable experience during you know, all the stuff that they have to go through. So I figure if you can be discomforted for a month in order mm-hmm. to help another human feel comforted in a really horrible time, that's totally worth it. Yeah. Um, Rachel, your story yes. is a little bit different when it comes it to giving is. up booze. Can you tell us a little bit yeah. about that? Um, well, basically for me, alcohol was um, medicine to avoid feeling. I, um, yeah, I remember the first time I drank was about 12 and oh, I had- yeah, I had a blackout. One. Um, yeah, I was. And it was, um, yeah, it was amazing. It was like a spiritual experience when I had alcohol. I was able to feel comfortable in my own skin and um, forget all my problems. And, yeah, I remember waking up the next morning with an incredible hangover, just feeling like I was going to die, but um, was like, when can I do that again? That was the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me. And I continued to drink, uh, yeah, alcoholically for about, 10 years and um, basically it stopped working for me. It started becoming extremely problematic. It was causing me a lot of heartache and uh, I was working with a guy who didn't drink and uh, he sort of um, one day in his Monaro gave me a lift home, which was very attractive. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I thought, whatever you've got to say, I'm listening. And, uh, yeah, told me his story about how he stopped drinking and how his life had really turned around and um, he was a very good-looking man. And I sort of really took notice of what he was saying. And so, yeah, I, from that point on, 
allowed him to help me and um, basically haven't drunk for 18 years. Wow. Very fortunately. Yeah. And how? With a lot of work. Yeah, yeah mm. I can imagine. Like, mm. because for both of you, how difficult was it at first when you're first going, right, that's it, for whatever mm. reason, I'm not drinking? Mm. How hard is it for that first moment when someone says, hey, do you want a drink or mm. here's a glass of champagne? Do you know what? I'm sure you found this too, Rach. Mm. I, um, the thing that really blew my mind the most when I first decided to stop drinking was other people's like complete disgust at my decision mm-hmm. and and like actually having almost arguments with people about my personal choice for my life it was really incredible so mm. I would be so I didn't stop socializing I just stopped drinking right so I was still going out to like mm. bars and you know if it was my friend's farewell of course I was going to go there and I would toast her or him with a glass of sparkling water and people mm. would legitimately have an issue and I was like what is going on on here society Mm. and I guess what I realized is when you decide to do something really empowering it holds a mirror up to everybody else so if Mm. they're not happy with what they see in the mirror it's their deal with them and I think once you can get over that hurdle and realize anyone that has a problem with you trying to get okay with your problem or Mm. stop or put healthy boundaries around that's their deal and Mm. so then that just encourages you I suppose or encouraged me to keep going on my journey doing the right thing for my life and making my choices and making them good ones I don't know if you had a similar experience yeah very much so I think you're spot on there with the people that sort of had an issue with me stopping drinking were pretty much across the board fairly heavy drinkers themselves (laughs) and so when I stopped drinking it sort of made them question their own drinking funnily enough the people that didn't have a problem with alcohol um were all really supportive they're like whatever yeah that's great good for you um what a great choice um but yeah the people that did have a problem you know scratched the surface and you kind of found they had their own issues with alcohol yeah yeah i think for a lot of people and i know i'm guilty of this as well Mm. you might walk into a social situation where Mm. you feel a little ill at ease or you know a lot of us use that kind of dutch courage of oh i'll have a glass of something to help settle my nerves and make me feel like i fit in how did you conquer that without the help of a glass of something alcoholic it's actually a really good point like you do walk into a room these days and you're confronted with what am I going to say to that person or I don't want everyone to stare at me or I don't I look like I've got no friends right Mm. now you know and ultimately you just have to get okay with feeling a little vulnerable and a little out of place and you you can sit in that uncomfortably and still be okay and I think what we do is when you have a drink the situation doesn't change it's just your focus and your view on that situation you're still in a room full of people who you don't really know who you don't necessarily want to have a conversation with but you have to be there for work and blah 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 Mm. the alcohol doesn't change the scenario it just changes your viewpoint so if you can come at at it from that angle all of a sudden you're still in a room with a bunch of people that you don't want to hang out with Mm. um but i guess in a way you can overcome that at least being of sound mind Mm. (laughs) and the other thing the other thing which alcohol does in those situations which isn't necessarily good is i think it allows you to drop your guard so you feel more comfortable and you're right Mm. it's that dutch courage thing it's like i'm going to go talk to that guy Mm. over there because i 
I have my guard down. It can also put you in a really endangering situation and you don't know that because your guard is down. Mm -hmm. So there's arguments for and against that. It makes you feel a bit more comfortable, but then you could also be unsafe at the same time and not realise it. Mm. Yeah, what I've really found over the years is what I was looking for um, in the bottle, I basically get through other people. Like a lot of people talk about that the opposite of addiction is human connection. And so I think for me, when I go out now, I actually do have genuine conversations with people and I actually do connect with other people. But whereas before it was all kind of not real, it wasn't authentic, it was the alcohol talking. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> my it does take practice though. Like a lot of people when I go out now actually think I am drunk because I'm having such a great time. It's <laughs> that weird effect. Um, I don't know, I'm sure there's some psychological explanation for it that as a room of people start to get a bit inebriated you sort of start to feel that feeling of celebration as well and for me my drinking wasn't really about celebration it was kind of isolated it was alone mm-hmm. it was dangerous and um, sad <laughs> so yeah. um, for me now I have a whole new lease on life I actually get to be present 100% of the time I get to have incredible connections with people and um I'm accountable for everything that I do. I'm able to walk through life, you know, on a good day with some semblance of dignity and grace and not sort of be a crazy tornado going through my life that doesn't really have the capacity to make decisions about what happens. Um, but, yeah, it does take a while and it takes practice. Now I don't think about it. Like I can walk into a bar and I don't really see the alcohol, which coming from someone like me is incredible. Like I was the kind of person still now who loves the smell of beer in the carpet. I love the smell of, <laughs> you know, a glass of wine under my nose at a dinner party. Like I am that girl. I yeah. love alcohol like nobody's business. But I've just realised that the price that I pay for having uh, one drink, you know, for me I'm the kind of person one drinks um, too many, a hundred's not enough. Like once I start a uh, compulsion takes over me and I have to just keep drinking so I just can't have that first drink but um, yeah what I get in return for that small sacrifice um, is an extraordinary life where um, I get to be present I get to have amazing relationships and clarity yeah so there's obviously got to be other amazing benefits to um, for those of us who maybe haven't had drinking Mm. become a problem in the same way that you have that I don't know whether it's I don't know do you save tons of money like what what other stuff happens oh my god okay one thing I showed a friend of mine, a picture of my passport uh-huh. when I was drinking, that was 20 years ago, and he said to me, you look younger now than you did in that wow. photo. Yeah, seriously, he couldn't recognise me. People wow. see photos of me when I was drinking. You know, I mean, there's that, just for vanity's sake. <laughs> you, kind of, <laughs> you look better. Yeah, you're <laughs> healthier, you have more money, you don't have those embarrassing days after, no walks of shame. I haven't done a walk of shame for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the money thing's an interesting one because I think especially um, the more you're out drinking and carrying on and everyone gets swept up in it and then all of a sudden you've spent 250 bucks in a night. because you can't gotta, even. I don't know how You've got to buy everyone else oh around, God. right? Mm. And if you do the simple math on that, if you're doing that once a week and there's 52 weeks in a year, that is a trip to New York, my friends. That is what yeah. you will save by not drinking. So the first year that I stopped drinking, I used that money and I went to Thailand on a fitness holiday. That's amazing. For two and a half weeks and, all, and it was 
purely funded by what would have been wow. nights out wow. on the town. Okay. Did you have like a little bank account that you'd put all the money I in? I didn't have you'd... a piggy bank. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of spending four bucks on a schooner, yeah, yeah. I like put it in the pig. I didn't quite do that. But yeah. like mentally, you that was spent that part of my, my motivation was yeah. I would have definitely dropped a hundred bucks this weekend on booze yeah. at the pub with my mates. So that, that money's going into that little savings kitty. Mm. Yeah. How to be. How to be. How to be. I think it's for many of us, we use alcohol sometimes having a drink. Oh, I'm rewarding myself. I've yeah. done something good or I'm yeah. celebrating something. Yeah. What other ways do you reward yourselves now that you're not drinking? Like, are there things that you've replaced oh, that with? That's a really good question. Thanks. Absolutely. <laughs> what you I think travel definitely is a well, big yeah. one. Just having more Holidays. money. Travel is a very, very big one. And just my life's completely different. Like I have um, two kids who've never seen me drink, you know, like that's who I am in the world. People don't. Like I remember the other day at work, um, just all the sort of other behaviours that come with drinking too. I think that we behave in ways perhaps that we wouldn't. Um, if we weren't drinking, like people, I know a lot of friends that only smoke cigarettes when they're drinking or only eat kebabs when they're drinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, my, my hand might have been creeping yeah, up there. The yeah. second one, not the first you know, one. I yeah. don't eat burritos anymore either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, that's kind of the funny stuff. But there's the darker side of things, you know, yeah. sleeping with people you maybe wouldn't have slept with, having car accidents, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Like the darker side of alcoholism, which um, people don't really often talk about unless, you know, they mm. have to. Um, so, yeah, I don't do that stuff yeah. anymore. Um, sleep better. On I the reward side, mm. like, yes, yeah, sleep's a good one. Mm. I This only came to my attention a couple of years ago where I I never celebrated my wins and I've ha- I've been really lucky in that I've worked my guts out and I've had a lot of big wins and I just would – I'd always wait for the next win. So now I take a real, like I stop and celebrate every milestone, every success, every win, every great thing about my life. And Mm. instead of doing it with alcohol, which would be the natural thing, like get a bottle of champagne, crack it open, and then Mm -hmm. probably get another bottle of champagne (laughs) and crack it open. So I would say now um, it would be like a weekend away in the Blue Mountains at a cute Airbnb and scrabble by the fire. Mm. Or it would be like, a really nice dinner at a restaurant and I like I cook so much at home because I'm like super on top of my diet so I wouldn't go out to restaurants a lot so for me that's a real treat so I try and find those Mm. little milestone moments now and celebrate them in a really wholesome way where Mm. I'll enjoy the night and actually remember the celebration Mm. and that's only been a really recent thing in the last few years of my life that I've started Um, it was just advice from one of my mentors. She was like, you've done so much and you've never given yourself any credit for it, so start now, mm. but do it in a really wholesome way that feeds your soul. Like don't just go and write yourself off because that feels good sometimes. She was like, do it in a way that that really nurtures you so that you can give back to you to move on to the next thing. Mm. Yeah. Maz, you mentioned earlier that you had a lot of arguments with people, like you were trying to justify your existence when they were trying to sort of say, oh, come on, have a drink. Yeah. I guess like that's something that is really hard and, and possibly a lot of people have been guilty of doing themselves to others. What are some of the best ways to come back at that? Like what are some of the best things you can say or like just easy ways you can get yourself out of that yeah, situation? I through I've I reckon I've test driven every single way so like I've I've just been a complete bitch back (laughs) like I've just been blatantly rude um but I think the best approach is to just be honest so if it 
I remember there was this one situation which really sticks out in my mind where um, I was at a housewarming party with a whole bunch of work friends and it was the sun wasn't even down and the shots came out. It was one of those just like afternoons and usually, yeah, like you'd all jump in and have fireball shots together. So everyone was doing that. I was not drinking at all. So I'm there with my little soda water doing my thing. And this one kid, um, he he came up to me with a shot glass and he had his shot glass and he like shoved it in my face and he's like, you have to have a shot. Like you just have to. And I just looked at him and I was like, I haven't had a drink for three months and if I'm about to have a drink, it is not going to be a shot of fireball and it is not going to be with you. <laughs> and he just was like okay and walked off and it was this really cool moment where I was like yeah I showed him (laughs) but it made me realize I actually don't want to do that and I don't want to do that with you and I'm okay with that so I think the honesty card always really works but I told people that I was pregnant which wasn't true Mm. like just to get them off my back but then that was a whole can of worms (laughs) you're pregnant really how far along oh okay I was just saying that you know like I've tried everything but the honesty card at the end of the day I think is the one that works yeah and again that just reassures of if you are having a problem with my personal choice for my healthy boundaries in my life, you have the problem, not me. Like let's so let's talk about why you have a problem, kind of thing. Well, I guess like if you're thinking you're thinking, okay, great, I'd love to be sober full time, but it's not really going to happen for me, or I don't really want to go down that road. What are some tips that you'd offer people to maybe I don't know curb their drinking a little bit, or, or are there are there any tips you've got for ways to sort of cut down or drink more responsibly, or is that oh, something you feel? There's a thousand. Do you want to? Have you got a few up your sleeve? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, driving to wherever you're going can sometimes be a deterrent for people. Like, they know that they have to drive home, so they only have one or two. Um, having a glass of water in between every drink, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, hanging out with people who drink responsibly, I guess. Um, I but I mean, for me, none of those things kind of worked. I used to do that a lot, and for me, the only alternative was to not drink at all. Mm-hmm. But you know, I um, eating, having a big meal before you go out to kind of absorb the alcohol, all those things that yeah. we all heard about. Um, I think, and you know, just to get a bit deep about it, I think try and be kind to yourself. Like alcohol can and drinking can sometimes be quite destructive. And I guess maybe really look at the reasons why you're drinking. Is it to celebrate with friends or is it to knock yourself out? Mm-hmm. You know, like what's actually the reason? Um, is it something that enhances your night or actually? ultimately destroys your night so um yeah just being really honest with yourself I guess but I too I did a lot of the um excuses in early days just because I couldn't really be bothered having the conversation one, <laughs> yeah. one really good one at the time exhausting. when I stopped drinking was I'm on the liver cleansing diet that was really good oh, the people good didn't sort of or I'm on a detox or something yeah. like that that was really helpful or yeah I don't know what's what's the Buzz diet now, like I'm on five and two. It's a oh, two it's day about, or something. It's all about clean five eating. Yeah, clean, clean eating. I'm paleo. I can't. I don't know. Do paleo people drink? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's. Something yeah, I don't like think that. they'll drink beer. Yeah, there you go. Know. Yeah. Um. I the advice that I would give give if you want to first of all if you're listening to this and you think as Tiffany just said I'm the person that. I just don't want to give up drinking. Mm. I challenge you to do it because it will legitimately change your life and I was one of those people. Okay. So I met a girl who hadn't had a drink for a very long time Mm. and we went out to dinner. We're like, you know, just hanging out 
um, very early on in our friendship and I had a glass of wine and I was like, why aren't you having a glass of wine? She's like, I don't drink. And I was like, my mind exploded. I was like, what do you mean? Because I had Mm. no concept that you could get through a week without having a glass of wine at dinner. Mm. And now I haven't had a drink for two and a half years and I am the best version of me. So that would be my challenge to people. If that Mm. is your response, I double dare you because I did it and it's (laughs) awesome. However, if you don't want to give up drinking, that's totally fine and you want to curb it, pick a night a week that you drink and don't drink for the rest of the night. So even if your friend's getting married on a Friday, which is so annoying, don't get married on a Friday. (laughs) Everyone's got to take the day off work that's just a pain in the butt but if your friend gets married on a friday and you said saturday is my drink day go to your friend's wedding and don't have a drink you can do it and then have a little champagne as a post toast or whatever the day after so just drink for one night a week if you're going to do it also i think you can very quickly ascertain whether or not you have a problem with drinking um if you try and stop for a couple of weeks and if you find that it's extremely difficult to do that then maybe you need to look at it whereas you know like i know some people um who just are happy to stop for a while I was talking to a friend of mine and his son said oh dad you're drinking too much and he's like all right mate I won't drink for a year and he just did it I was like that's crazy how can you do that (laughs) like why would you do that if you didn't have to but um yeah you can very quickly find out if you have a problem or not if you try and stop and can't yeah yeah great well thank you both so much for joining me today and being really open with your stories um I am now encouraged to put down my wine glass tonight and join you in a a soda water or some such (laughs) get a soda stream like that's not an endorsement i just they are the greatest thing like they have changed my life they've had a real resurgence soda stream i remember that when i was a kid and now it's just so they've made a contact all right (laughs) there you go another benefit Mm. from not drinking Mm mm-hmm Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening, guys. If you enjoyed what you heard today on our podcast, please go and rate and review us wherever it is you've listened. And tell your friends if it's something you think they'd like to. Everyone's always looking for a good podcast, so you'll be doing them a favour.